Yes. So listening to those kids, uh, I now I'm 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 really so interested to know like how the kids are. You were saying, you know, in the previous episode, uh Zul has shared with say what SG about the children in um in Saborna, Sabah. Yes. So he has found this place that he wanted to do the It's sustainable tourism, a humanitarian project. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Forwards, yes, correct. Yes, forwards. And and it's uh, it's similar to like how we in Singapore would do it. Like we have this, the CSR, right? Mm, the Corporate Social Responsibility for right. Companies. Yeah. Yes. Besides doing that, Zul is opening up the offer for uh, organizations and working groups to explore mm -hmm. alternatives in Malaysia for you to do the CSR. Yes. Right? As a group, as a company. Then you were looking into how the children in Semporna were doing. So in that area mm -hmm. where you say that the kids were hustling, right? Like mm. they don't go to school. No. Okay. They cannot go to school. They cannot go to school. Okay. Mm. And you were saying some of them are not uh, they're uh, not registered, yes. So we started asking the handlers, the coordinators how it's possible. So what happened is these people they originated from Rambajalau. So orang Bajau Laut, they if we know, they are nomadic, but oh. most of them, uh, okay. So maybe about uh out of out of I think currently during the population last recorded was about twenty seven thousand people in total, but plus and minus lah. Right. So out of these twenty seven thousand, at least half of them have migrated to stay on land. Okay. So because during, macam, they find better opportunities on land, or some of them last time were taken by the orang-orang Malaysians in Sabah uh -huh. who were uh, in the industry of macam mining ke uh, lambut, uh, not lambut jacking, what they call it, um, yang potong-pokok tu lah. <laughs> anyway, mm, the, uh, deforesting the, and okay. all that. So they take these people to work because these people were cheap. Right, yeah. they needed so, the manpower. Correct. So okay. they needed manpower, they took all these bajalau mm, Okay. So when this bajalau came on land, they intermixed and they uh, they married the locals and some of them uh, married within their community. Lah. Okay. So even young those working have ICs, some tak ada. So like, macam, there are companies who, like similarly, in a lot of countries, uh, especially Southeast Asia, so I am a company yang deal with maybe uh metalworks. Right. So I will pergi bajalau punya kampung. I will take fifty people, mm. but I only register twenty. Lagi thirty ni semua illegal workers. Yeah. So okay. these thirty illegal workers will be affected because if they work, they get paid apa semua. But if they get married, the orang pun tak registered. So the parents are not registered. And if they have a kid, if they want to be registered, all they need to do is pergi ke uh, hospital a Malaysian hospital a Malaysian okay. registered hospital give birth and the kid can be registered lah. but the parents yang tak ada IC ni they have to pay at least 7,000 ringgit per person to be registered first before they can register their kid as a Malaysian oh yeah so they don't have that kind of money because their punya gaji one day is about uh I spoke to one of them. Uh, sekarang the 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 dari tayat lah. Uh, he's quite old. I think he's about sixty-seven. He used to earn about 
7 to 12 ringgit a day max ringgit yes per day doing uh, he was doing logging yeah wow hmm. so he was earn, only earning that and he said kita pergi mana mampu 7000 kalau saya simpan 10, uh, 10 ringgit satu hari baru berapa uh, then I'm like yeah it's true you know <laughs> macam hmm. oh gosh okay so wow hmm. So this is very complicated for them. It's, it's very, very complicated situation. Uh, But notwithstanding what I just said, at least now uh, the Malaysian government is more uh, proactive and they they come to uh, Sampona, to Sabah especially. Right. Uh, they are bridging that gap. Now they are bridging okay. that gap. So we so are very thankful. Uh, there are efforts to, yes. to help them. La. Mm. Okay. There is some funding. There is uh, some uh, assistance. But not, of course, it doesn't cover everywhere. La. Right. Yeah. But that's so sad. I don't understand. Like, why do you need money to register yourself? Uh, to be a citizen. Because I think... So, wh- where do they belong? I mean, oh, yeah. Okay, like, I, I think historically, places like Sabah, uh-huh. like, like we had the recent uh, fight tempat Lahat Datu, remember? The Sulu punya South. Yes. Yeah, so, historically, Malaysia, that part of Malaysia itself did not exactly belong to Malaysia. And then it was immersed, and then yeah. I mean, I I do not know fully the history, lah. Right, right. When you so they're not even part of Indonesia. They 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 are just alone. They are just alone, yeah. Because the breakage really came from when every when every country. I mean, macam dulu, even Singapore was part yeah. of Sultanate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the the Sultans had some dealings and right. So tanah ni kau punya, tanah ni kau punya. Yeah, so, okay. The one that was very established, of course, is uh, Brunei in the area. So, they uh Sarawak, Brunei, Sabah, and then Kalimantan. Yes. So, Kalimantan is Kalimantan. Right. Yeah, so, Brunei is the most established among the three. Uh-huh. Uh, then, Sarawak was uh, Sarawak was built up and flourished because of the Chinese merchants. Okay. Yeah, then, Sabah. So, Sabah was the Sabah was the middle child of Philippines dengan Malaysia. Kan? Mm. Like, okay, mm. this part is still Philippines, but this part is Malaysia. So when you listen to Durang punya language, yes. ah, Durang punya language, so macam you duduk macam ni kata galak, you know? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hmm. Ah, I see. So, so it's geopolitically. Yeah. So <laughs> like, so they're just independent party lah. In the sense, yes, most of them, yes. Right. Hmm. So in that sense, being independent party, so they have to be independent. Yes, correct. Right. And But, being bajau, ah. the best thing that they know is to fish. Yeah. Ah, okay. So that's how most of them do their punya daily lead their daily life, lah. Okay, and so that's when you decided to come in to help out because they need more help and support to be independent, to be self-sustaining. Correct. So, macam okay. So back to the story I was telling you about the children and so right. yang rumah ngaji tu. Mm-mm. So. I started talking to the kids, then started asking like how their lifestyle is. Mm. Tengok dari new rumah, mm-hmm. it's nowhere close to a home lah. Mm-hmm. So you tengok dari new rumah. Then there was this story that I was very surprised lah. Macam I dengar like, are you for real? You know, like macam okay. I don't think it's like that. I mean, I I cannot even imagine that kind of situation. So right. what happened was there was this one kid. Uh, he is nine years old. Mm. Uh, he was approached by the Um, by the coordinator kat sana lah one of the rumah gaji ni coordinator so they approach him dia cakap come lah daripada kau 
the waste your time uh, uh-huh. they, they call it apa uh, budak gelandangan okay yes so the they bring him over uh, so he came he started studying he started learning so at that point of time so this coordinator what he did was uh, we call him uh, Cik uh, Ali so what he does dia punya kerja dia bawa van and he okay. transports tourists okay. okay gaji dia semua he throws to the house to the home yeah so if he gets the, when he gets jobs letaklah dan job tu dia dapat 1200 okey ah uh, ini duit makan aku ni okay. duit minyak ni duit uh, cuci van ke benda okey ni semua masuk sana for the kids so they will provide then dia orang panggil luar kampung eh masak jadi macam kita beli beras kau orang masak budak dia datang lepas habis ni dia orang dapat satu paket makan balik so they at least they know that if they come here they get to shower they get to belajar ngaji and they get fed hmm. so so when we heard that we like semua gajinya cakap saya perlu apa je bab kadang saya bawa orang pun orang belanja makan saya tak ya nak belanja RM20 untuk makan saya kasihlah budak-budak ni RM20 5 budak boleh makan bang ha, you know so you like oh, okay yeah it was i will say that it was a very major i hope when be life first when there lah so mm-hmm. uh, so he he told me about this boy Uh, 8 to 9 years old so dia cakap budak ni uh, for one week dia datang dia tak makan kat situ most of the budak akan datang duduk makan okay. makan dan bawa balik uh-huh. ada yang macam uh, ambil baju cuci sendiri dan dia sidai dan dia balik dan dia dia come dia wear back baju kurung tu and then mengaji dan balik cuci baju lagi yes some of them are like that and dia hmm. ada now dia orang ada uh, tiga ustaz dua ustaz dua ustaz lah and these four are not paid volunteers Yeah, they they come, they aja, and for them, their intention is, uh, mungkin Allah berikan saya, uh, ciptakan saya dengan uh, apa ni? Uh, dengan pandai mengaji supaya saya aja budak-budak ni. Itu je lah. Mungkin itu yang saya diciptakan. You know, they tell you that kind of stories, and you sit down, you look at them, and you ask yourself, uh, is this really what? Uh, apa, what faith is all about you know it even questions you in that yes. sense yeah so yes so i tengok macam okay lah so i i so after that i went back i spoke to my partner i say i need to do something about this lah so he say okay so uh, so this boy sorry 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 i keep forgetting what you mean so dia tak makan uh, dia balik uh, for three after after two three days then yang si yali ni the driver ni yeah. follow cakap so budaknya si balik eh tak makan so they follow they follow he walk home he stop met this uh, elder boy a teenager lah that everybody in the community knows what that boy does oh, so budak tu jual gum dia jual gum in small plastic bags gum mm, gum glue glue yeah so budak tu akan jalan dia beli glue dia balik makanan dia letak kat pintu dan dia pergi belakang so dia like aku kasih kau makan aku kasih kau shelter aku kasih kau uh, education macam gini you still went back to sniffing glue. In Sampona, for context, eh, in Sampona, glue sniffing is very rampant among the young kids. They start as early as five. <gasps> yes, they start as early as five. I have seen for myself a four-year-old kid sniffing glue in front of me when I was there. Pergi rumah budak ni kan? Kat two houses down, a four-year-old kid pasang plastik. Duduk tengok lagi ni. Yeah. It was very heartbreaking. Eh? It was very heartbreaking. Why... Yeah, so they followed the boy. So he went to the back. So dia ikutlah. Okay. Marah ni marah. Yes. Ah, uh, uh, kan? Abang Ali ni. Ah, uh. 
dia pergi belakang budak tu tengah tengah nyangkung kat outside uh, behind the house lah dia tengah so dia pull him out dia marah kenapa kau buat gini oh uh, then this boy cried apa semua then he ran back to his house so when when they followed him back to his house what they saw was um, this boy had two younger brothers so the food yang he put on the table eh, on the door was what the two younger brothers were eating and the glue he took the reason for him taking was bila saya isap saya tak lapar Diorang mesti makan. Saya tak nak dia isap dulu. Ya. Ya, it was very heavy for me. It was very heavy. <laughs> oh, parents-wise? Um, their parents are hard laborers. Uh, the father, his father, uh, jual, tolong jual ikan kat pasar. Uh, but, Of course, they don't get a lot of money lah. Then the mother is also one of the hustlers lah. Go around uh, trying to find small money macam uh, jual cimata lah, jual things for tourists, that kind. But it's not like everybody go buy, you know. And how old is this guy? The the, the, the boy? The boy oh. is eight or nine. He's the oldest. Uh, no, he has two elder He has two, he has two elder sisters. Yeah. But the two elder sisters, they do not know why happened to the first one. Uh, the second one is with the mother. Yeah. So his two brothers, yang kecil, uh, think six and six and three, yeah, six and three or six and five. I can't remember. But I know they were quite young. So they let them eat to to eat. Just so just so that they don't eat glue. That was what he said, lah. So I went to the store. I didn't eat again. But because they ate, I gave them to eat. So I didn't feel hungry. Six hours, seven hours, I didn't feel hungry. And glue is as cheap as. 20, 30 cents per packet and that can last them for about 3 days. Yeah. So, they are willing to do that. You know? Mm. So, this boy made a choice to do that. Yes. To provide for for the younger siblings. To be an adult at 9. Yes. Oh, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and when he told me that then, I realize he is not one of a kind. He's not unique. There are people who, there are other kids who are doing that. So, when I started talking to some of the kids, I said, oh, saya datang ngaji, makan. Uh, dua hari saya makan. Lagi tiga hari saya tak makan. So, dia, dia, dia boleh fikir, uh, hari ni, kalau lauk ini, uh, dia kasih adik dia. Kalau lauk ni, uh, dia makan. Pasal adik dia tak suka sayur. You know, that kind of thing. And this is like an 11-year-old boy telling me that, oh, adik saya, eh, no, uh, yeah, 11, he's 11. Adik saya tak suka sayur. Jadi sayur ni saya makan. Nasi ni saya kasih dia sikit. Okay. Habis yang lain hari macam kalau ikan yang bertulang ke ataupun ikan macam rempah ni dia tak makan kan? Dia kasih adik dia. Ada yang macam ni dia tak dia tak suka, dia, dia makan. So it has become um, the responsibility of the older siblings um, to take care of the younger ones while the Okay, so so let's not just talk about parenting lah. No. Like it's they just need to survive lah. Is is that so, it? Okay. The second oh, question. I'm so spoiled <laughs> living in Singapore lah. Like, I boleh nak judge orang tu macam parenting eh. Yeah, the second impression is, asa parents dia tak lihat macam ini. Why can the parents do something kan? Right. Yeah. That was the second question lah. So tanya tanya then we ah, uh, I managed to meet one mother lah. One mother who okay. was there. Uh, dia ada kid cakap uh, saya buat gini apa semua saya beli barang untuk jual of course she cannot 
apa macam dia beli cemata tu semua so she has to buy the stock to go and sell okay hari-hari kalau dapat jual pun uh, untung saya paling banyak kalau orang beli tiga saya dapat dua ringgit untung saya kerja makan uh, kalau ada lebih saya akan beli beras sikit macam beras tu ada paket 500 grams ataupun 250 grams even just to fit in for these people yes so, kena beli beras kena beli minyak kena beli ikan kena beli daging kena beli sayur Yeah. So they make maybe five to five to six dollars at max lah for a day, and five combine. to com, uh, for the uh, yeah for, combine. Yeah. So macam orang kerja, they also have to eat, and then lepas tu combine they have what five to six maybe okay lah let's say ten ringgit lah, no ringgit. How much can they stretch their money to and buy? And they have children. Yeah, daily necessities. Yes, cuci baju nak nak ada sabun. Ah. Although I I think kat sana they don't really pay for it <laughs> but yeah cuci baju nak naik sabun then dah dah potong-potong-potong tinggal RM1 so RM1 siapa yang nak pergi sekolah I can't even spend RM1 for a kid to go to school a day even if I only have one kid RM1 is not enough to, to send him to or her to school mm. yeah so uh, so back to just now I say about the government in Malaysia bridging so right. some of the schools uh, sekolah Uh, sekolah Kebangsaan Malaysia now some of the schools in Sampo now what they do is they have um, adopted learning okay. okay adopted learning means macam uh, I'm a Malaysian I think I Sampo now hmm. I have a son so I yang tadi sekolah kan right. uh, so maybe I pay the punya school fees maybe lah uh, satu tahun I bayar about RM300 right. so what the school does uh, the uh, so the government gives them a little bit of money what the school does is for every one kid they are allowed to I mean Oh, anak tumpangan. They are not to take anak tumpangan dua or satu to learn. Yeah. So now they are doing that. But okay. most of the community punya parents, they don't do that because there is no incentive for the kid to go to school. Pergi sekolah tak buat makan. Right. Uh, baik kau keluar pergi take duit. Yeah. So mm, that's yeah. the challenge lah that yes. they all are having now. Lah. Because it's free education but, but no free food. Anything, yeah, correct. And no free anything lah. Like you know, it's it's different if you give me maybe a voucher for groceries every day mm. or something like that. Correct. Okay, I understand. Even macam di sekolah ngaji kan, uh, there was a period of time where they had to stop uh, funding for food during COVID lah. Pasal no tourists, tak ada oh. ni semua kan. So they had to stop. And some of the parents actually told the kids, kau jangan keluar, jangan pergi. Kau pergi, kau tak dapat makanan, jangan pergi. Duduk rumah. Do something else. Go find something else to do. And the kids tak pergi lah. Yeah, because there was no incentive for them right. to go to school. Yeah, it was it's it's really tough. Ah. when when you sit down, you look at them. Oh, um, that was in March last year. Uh-huh. So I went. So in November, baru baru lepas ni, I managed to bring my wife over. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, because she was always asking me, "Apa yang bagus now? Yeah, you 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 want to go? You want to go?" Right. Then she followed lah. She followed because she said that even when you tell me the story, pun macam. I I don't think I get it lah. So she followed. She followed. Then she understood lah. And we both came to a conclusion that sesusah-susah mana budak Singapore, uh, uh, maybe anak yatim or uh, mm. budak in, a kid in Singapore mm-hmm. lah, sesusah dia kat Singapore mm-hmm. ni, dia takkan rasa sama susah that to that that same level. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of help in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. that boy will never and any boy lah. In fact, any boy in places like even uh, Semenanjung Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Any boy may not or will not reach that level of what that kids in Sampuna is experiencing. Yeah, it's really another level. It's really another yeah. level. 
So we see macam macam Singapore, you see uh, which is a good thing lah. Macam you tengok uh, a few once every few months ada charity drive, donation drive. Then budak-budak motor do uh, donation for raya, yeah. donation for Ramadan. Mm. You know, uh, some of them, uh, some of them who are my friends lah, the budak-budak motor who do. Then I sometimes follow and see. Mm. So at least I understand that there's always help. Right. Macam petapa, sing semua pun there's always help. Mm-hmm. Like ada uh, <laughs> satu, uh, I can't remember siapa nama dia. So I asim ah uh, petapa. Uh-huh. Uh, bang uh, saya nak ini ni ada makanlah ada orang nak buat makan nak derma. Cita oh uh, bang uh, tak apalah minggu ni tak payah pasal ada orang dah tempat nak hantar pizza. Say, ah okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, so uh, so okay. alhamdulillah there's, there's support. Correct. Right. There's very good support. Yes, yes. Hmm. So they will never kids in Singapore especially will never get to get that feeling. Yeah. So when me and my uh, partner uh, my business partner in Singapore we saw that we thought to ourselves, I think we should bring people over here to see. I'm not asking, kita punya intention bukan nak orang datang macam, eh, kesiannya kasih duit, eh, kesiannya kasih ni. No, that's not our intention. Okay. Our intention is, I want you to come and see for yourself. Okay. I want you to be able to maybe come up with uh, something new, an innovation probably, ataupun something for them to be able to assist. Macam, say for example, uh, there's another place that I will talk about after this, yang tak ada electricity. Malam, mati. Kalau generator mati, mati. Too bad, you know. Yeah. So maybe uh, now I'm working with uh, an Indian company uh-huh. uh, that I found, uh, that I met in March when I first went. Lah. So he is running a web design dengan, uh, what do you call it, a digital marketing company. Okay. But he decided that we should be working, we should find places that are able to electrify the place. Macam, you know, there's a lot of ways lah, macam wind vanes mm. or, you know, water in the, uh, the, the, apa tu, the sensor dalam laut because there's always tides and all that. Yeah. So, but it's expensive lah. Yeah. But it's just that we want to find who we can partner with to maybe try out one or two. I, we have found a few lah, but it's just that the cost is another thing lah. Yeah. So, basic sanitation, electricity, water, Clean, clean, clean drinking water. water. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> oh. So there's a lot to to do. So is, so yes. so you are thinking bringing people there. Um, like okay, so for example, like company A mm. needs to go on a trip, do the CSR, you can go over, and they can uh, create a program. You can curate a program. Mm. And then also perhaps open up the opportunity for any individuals who would like to like empower the people Correct. there. Correct. So at knowing the end game, right? Yes. So you're saying, ah, uh, Jim Ron cakap kan. So know your end game. So your end game is to empower them to be self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. Is it to to be independent? To be to be self-sustaining, yes. Mm. So, we are not asking for macam individuals to come down or oh, poor money, poor money. Because when... So, okay, I think traditionally kita punya idea of donation, charity is all about giving money. Right. Okay, but when we went there, uh-huh. after seeing all these things, mm. I realised that money doesn't solve everything mm. lah for them. And mm. money is, like you cakap tadi, is just a means to an end. Mm-hmm. So, it's really one-way traffic lah. Right. And you you can only do so much by giving money. So mm. maybe kalau companies come to help to macam, uh, oh, we can actually do uh, 
create a win-win from scratch, you know, pakai recycled materials. Yeah, why not? Uh, why not? Yeah, that right, kind of right, right. innovative ideas, like it doesn't right. necessarily have to be money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like macam, uh, we work with uh, this uh, eco, eco-recycling plant, eco-recycling plant, sorry, uh, tempat uh, Petani Jaya. So they have this one, it's a new setup lah, eco-recycling plant. They recycle uh, plastic, styrofoam, glass bottles, and all that. Okay. So we went to see, and they did, this was a very interesting idea, which I saw that they did lah. Uh, they did modular furniture using uh, mineral water bottles, plastic bottles. Oh, cool. Uh, so we saw in Sampona, uh-huh. they were already starting that project, but they do not know what to do with the items. So when we went to recycling plant, we saw that they were actually doing, you know, major. So uh-huh. it's like a, a modular, it's like a, a cylinder, big cylinder. Uh-huh. Uh, so they cakap, eh, duduk lah. Duduk? Mana? Then they cabut, oh, ni kerusi. Ni major. I said, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's very so interesting. Cool. Yeah, so I cool. I think they may have it in Singapore, but because I, we, we, we went there to see kan. So we see that, oh, okay, it's very interesting that they do that lah. So macam, um, they have this like rocking chair uh-huh. solely from plastic bottles. And it's not like macam in Singapore, they would uh, tear down the plastic bottles and become particles and then make it into this. Cantik kan. But this is actual plastic bottle. Raw. Raw plastic bottle. Correct. Then they're not going to eat. Go eat. Go eat. Go eat. Go eat. Go eat. So it's very interesting. Yeah, very so interesting. Okay. It's, it's those skills then that we want that that we can impart on we, the children. Right. Yes. So they can uh, they can hmm learn yes. a skill although they don't have the education but they are very uh, good with their hands they are mm. very good with their it helps them to think better right. critical thinking you know yes mm. yes wow <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to get over the emotional part like oh, <laughs> yeah. like the wave of being so grateful that we are here and at the same time like there's there are things that we can do. There are things that we can do uh, to help. And like what you say, like, se, se, apa? The, the most unfortunate oh, of se, us susah, here, susah, 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 susahnya, kan, hmm. orang kat sini, like, yeah, the kid over there, uh, their struggles are like, we are nowhere hmm. near it. I mean, I, I also can... Uh can say that there will be some listeners who maybe cakap, ala budak Cambodia pun sama, budak Batam pun sama, you know, like maybe they pun experience the same thing, but in Cambodia, in okay, in Batam, I see kita ada uh, a lot of Singapore organizations, mm-hmm. Singapore NGOs, mm-hmm. that goes to Batam. Yeah. Uh, to help out, mm-hmm. dengan anak yatim, yes. apa semua. So, I have, okay, so my business partner is one of them. He mm-hmm. adopted two kids in Batam. Uh, so, uh, monthly, I think, berapa eh? I can't remember how much he gives lah. But monthly, nanti dia kasih, then nanti they call, eh, dia nak your hospital sakit, uh, then he will help to ini lah. Right. So, they uh, do that program. So, there are a few in Batam. And in Cambodia pun, there are a few. Uh, like, one one friend of mine, um, dia pengurus jenazah. But he also has these programs for Cambodia lah. Mm. Uh, so, uh, pen, dia pengurus jenazah Al-Iklas. Yeah. Uh, so, he does it and he also brings people to Cambodia. So, when he also, um, hey, sorry, I have also seen some other people also doing it in Cambodia. So, I know that there are people who are taking care. Lah. Uh, macam There's help there. That are, are helping and there is consistent funding, you know. Ah, okay. And 
So when you see that there's a big gap mm. here, so more specifically, you are looking at Pulau. Oh, Pulau. Pulau Kulapuan. Kulapuan. Yeah. Very interesting name. That's off uh, off the mainland. That's off the off mainland. Correct. Sabah. So uh, a bit of story, about, uh, a bit of introduction, sorry, for mm. Pulau Kulapuan. So we call it the, I call it the Pulau Kulapuan Launchpad Project. Okay, mm-hmm. for them to so what we want is like I said lah, like, data brand can bring in individuals, uh, companies to come in and help them to you know, uh, learn to be educate not educated as in circular but mm-hmm. some life skills, skills, soft skills, okay. yeah, to be skilled like. Yes. Then um, there on the island itself, the island is inhabited by a total of one zero eight seven or one zero eight four people. Oh, mm. only. Only so. Okay. Oh, 1084, 700 plus are children, aged between 2 to 16. Wait, 1,000? Uh, 1,000 odd 1, okay, people and 700? That's more children. than half. More than half, yes. About 700 okay. plus. Okay, because that time I went, uh, the penghulu mm. told me it's uh, anggaran 800 lah, Pak. Senang kira. It's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Wow. Mm. So it's what. So they are a growing population, lah. Like. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Then two hundred plus. The remainders are adults. The adults. Mm. So, so adults. So, so here, adults means uh nineteen onwards, ah. Uh. Yeah, nineteen okay. onwards. So I count them as nineteen onwards, lah. Uh. So right. some of these adults who are nineteen to twenty-two, uh, there are two kids who actually are registered citizens and they are in universities in Johor. Uh, oh. So one of them being the Penghulunya daughter. Uh, so she also will come back to once in a while to go back to the island and wherever she studies there, she tried to bring back. I see. Mm, but she can only do so much. Uh. When we met her, she was saying, uh, I can only do so much and I'm very right. thankful that there are people who want to come here to see us and try to you know help us to do right. some things that I, I also envision for my uh, for my island. For my uh. island. So, okay. One of the attendees tanya, if you are able to go to school, uh-huh. means you are registered, uh-huh. your whole family is registered, uh-huh. <clears throat> you have education, why are you still here? Why can't you just go to Johor? You know, migrate lah, migrate to Johor or sasusapun you just go somewhere in Sabah, maybe you go to Tawau and start a small business or start a small, you And then she like, what am I if not for with my people? Uh, you know? Then she like, why, why is it I must do that when bila aku cakap aku nak di sekolah, all these people supported me. All these people say you can do, you can, you know, you can do good. You can ni masakkan dia. Like when she was leaving, people helped her to carry her stuff on the boat. Oh. Yeah. So she said, what am I without people? You know. So why must I do that? Yeah. So the best thing for me is to maybe try to pull people to come over, and maybe work together with everybody to bring up the the island lah. Oh. Wow. So minus the two. There are 28 others who are registered Malaysian citizens with IC. Ah, the rest semua tak ada. Yes. So, 1084 minus 30. So, okay lah. Give and take 1050 tak ada IC lah. Right. Yeah. The kids and the adults. Yes. And so, you are like just hoping that the 28 people are the ones who are going to help Yes. build the island that la. is their hope. La. So, what they can do is, they 
So a normal day would be keluar, fishing, tangkap ikan, give to these people yang ada IC. These people yang ada IC pergi mainland sempurna, pergi pasar jual, dapat duit, datang balik, bagi-bagi. Yeah. Evening, do the same thing. Keluar, tangkap ikan, or ketam, sotong, whatever. Pergi mainland, jual, datang balik, duit, bagi-bagi. That's all. And bulk of the money, diorang kasih penghulu, not because you're penghulu. But, penghulu akan jaga duit for generator pakai diesel. Then, kita tak cukup air. So, kalau kita kena beli air. Okay. Ha, kalau kena beli air, nak kena bayar. Uh, for them yang, uh, kalau masak yang tak pakai, like they use gas or something kan. Okay, gas nak kena bayar. Yeah, those kind of things. So, penghulu has that responsibility on the shoulders lah. Yeah. So, the, so, we, we did a, we did a rough calculation that time lah. Bila diorang jual ikan tu semua, Um, on a bad day, ah, eh? on a bad day, they brought back about three hundred ten ringgit. Okay. Three ten, three ten, yeah, three ten, three ten, three ten, three ten. So he brought back three hundred and ten ringgit. Ah, satu satu ringgit give to the penghulu for the ni, mm-hmm. then ah uh, for the month, and then after that, the balance two hundred and ten are given out to the population. Population. Population and on the island itself there are some people who macam buka kedai runcit okay. uh, or macam jual air you know there are some remnants of shops lah cuma bila kita tanya macam mana diorang beli uh, taklah kadang budak-budak ni ambil yeah. so the penghulu keluarkan duit for these people to start a shop to start macam a mini mart and then kalau these people macam diorang dah say for example I'm one of the family of fishermen okay. try dapat duit ada uh, 50 lah this month Okay, dah satu bulan simpan dah RM50. Okay, uh, maybe nak belikan anak ni potato chips. Okay, then I go to that. So, they feel like they have a business. They feel that they are working and they, they sell and I buy. You know, that kind of thing. So, that is that sort of relationship. Normalcy. Correct. Normalcy in the whole island. Yes. So, uh, kadang, like you say lah, kadang nanti budak-budak ni main-main, nak minum, ambil je lah. Tak apa. No, but they were they were record apa semua, but they don't necessarily ask for money lah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It is really a lot to take in. So can you imagine when I pergi in March and I only had that five days to sit mm. down and watch them? I was like, wow, cannot. Every night I couldn't sleep. Oh yeah. <laughs> It was difficult to sleep. Mm. Hmm. My goodness. Yeah. I think I think. Uh, you were saying like the. Guru Ngaji say, perhaps this is the um, the role that I'm supposed to play. Uh, yeah, so I right. I can resonate with that. Like, you know, all your years of um, traveling, mm-hmm. all your years of just uh, walking the road less traveled, right? Was to prepare you, I think, for... For all this, so I don't get surprised. This. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I suppose so, yes. Yes, yeah, and yeah, nothing is a coincidence, mm-hmm. right? So, so you are going to start on this Pulau Kulapuan Launchpad project, yes, right? And so, what do you aim for this um this this project? Uh, okay, so in the very near future, mm. uh, just before Ramadan, okay, I will uh, be going in March first, first one, two, three, four, first, second, third, fourth March. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I welcome listeners if they want to follow. We still have uh, we still have space to go. Oh. Uh, the cost is about four hundred dollars per person. This is okay. without flight. Okay. Yeah, so before flight is four hundred dollars per person. Four hundred dollars will include your 
transportation, your lodging, your makan, the boats, the yeah, transportation basically your uh, boat, van. Yeah, I see. Like, so it will be covered. So the flight, okay. So when you go, mm-hmm. if you go on a trip, we will take a flight from Singapore to uh Singapore to KL, then KL, KL continue to Tawau. Tawau. Uh, then when you come back, one will be Tawau, KL, Singapore. Then from Tawau, you have to take the what bus, uh, the Tawau. Boat. We will have a driver mm-hmm. uh, pick us up from the airport. Then it's about an hour's drive down. Uh, then we will take a boat thereafter. So the boat is about fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes. But then, okay. yeah, we just fifteen, twenty minutes. <laughs> so fast, I need that lah. But I promise you. Mm. It will not feel that long because bila you duduk kat atas boat tu, you tengok air laut dia. Beautiful. Beautiful. Inshallah. So, so when 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 uh, visitors reach the pulau, mm-hmm. it's a day trip ke macam mana? Like how does uh, it go? Okay. So, uh, so the the itinerary for now that we are doing for the pulau is uh-huh. um. Okay, so for these four days, eh, the itinerary for the four days will be you will arrive Tawau, uh-huh. we will pick you up, uh-huh. then we will go to the, yang tadi I cakap, the mainland Sempurna punya sekolah ngaji tu. Right. Uh, so we will go there, we will visit, then uh, we will mingle and see what they do. Because there is one uh, NGO, a Malaysian NGO called Hux Project, mm. who we are working together with for that first uh, rumah ngaji. Right. Yeah, so uh, we can see the location, then they will... Uh, interact like interact with the kids okay. after that then we will bring you to your first uh, to your first night punya location and that first night location is uh, um, is a local business okay. uh, so what he does is he and his father are the uh, tanah kelapa sawit Okay. Yeah, so he decided to make it into accommodation. Then ada macam uh, panjat bukit, ada viewing point, that kind. Okay. Yeah. So that is that is one of the, uh, that will be your second part lah. So that's right. the first day. Then the second day, we will take a boat to Kelapuan. Okay. Where you meet the community. Mm. Then uh, after that, uh, we will see, we will have uh, activities macam snorkeling and all that. Yeah. I so it's, it, it's not only humanity lah. Yeah. Right. So you have right, something right. like there's one island called uh, Pulau hmm, Pulau Pandanan. Yeah. 